A place where sisters meet. Today at the gathering, I have a very, 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 very special guest. And she's my daughter, none other than Trinity Joy Nicole Chisholm. And I wanted to have a conversation with this little girl, who's not a little girl, who will be going away to college soon, about her putting me in check. So recently, Trinity started posting some things on her social media outlets, and I called her on what she was posting. I guess in a nutshell, I started to try to censor her, but the censoring was out of love, and I was hoping that she would simmer down, and she didn't respond the way I wanted her to respond. So I just wanted her to share how she felt um, as a young adult, getting ready to go away to college, getting ready to make her way in the world, how it felt to be censored by her mom, or perhaps how it feels to be followed <laughs> by your mom on social media. But before she does share, I want her to read her piece that she wrote recently. And um, maybe you'll see why I was trying to censor her. And even Nothing's wrong with what she wrote. But I know that, you know, soon she's going to have benefactors who may not like the things that she's seeing on social media. So, Trinity, say hello to the people. Hello. <laughs> and so um, I want you to read what you wrote. Um, I guess your piece, Ally versus Accomplice. And um, then we'll go from there. Okay. Um, so as my mom said, I titled it Ally versus Accomplice, and I like to give people context. So first I started out with a definition. Um, ally is to side with or support. An accomplice is one who intentionally and voluntarily participates. Um, and it reads, I need y'all, especially my non-Black friends, to be ready to be and raise accomplices and not just allies. Mind you, it takes a non-Black person great strength to drive the getaway car of anti-racism. Now, it is understandable if all you are willing to do is be the lookout and bring awareness, because that too is very much needed. But in order to completely destroy an issue that America was built on, we, Black and white folk, have to be ready to be an accomplice in this fight. Support is good, but in a well-designed scheme, and I stand with you, doesn't do anything but offer encouragement. But one who says, I'm coming with you. Let's fight this thing together. If they get you, they get me. Is one that is intentionally and voluntarily using their privilege for good. Let us not just be an ally and say, I am in support of your cause, but intentionally participate and be ready to drive the getaway car of anti-racism. Be an accomplice. So that's so it. <laughs> so Trinity, um, I guess I want you to, I know you gave context already, but I'd mm -hmm. like for you to tell our friends that are here with us in the gathering why you wrote that, um, perhaps 
some context of your life and, you know, how you came up, who were your friends or Mm -hmm. who was that directed to before I say why I, you know, almost tried to censor you. Right. So, you know, I've always attended schools, diverse schools where there were, where I was in the class with um, other white students. And so, you know, um, quite a few of them have become my friends and I'm close with a lot of them. And so since the recent, you know, happenings in America, I've seen a lot of them post um, the I stand with you or I stand. And so I've made a lot of comments like, don't let the movement be a trend. Don't let it be a fad because, you know, fads run out, trends run out. And the movement is not something that runs out. It's always going to be here. So this was kind of my, I guess, um, it wasn't necessarily calling out. But it was more of like constructive criticism of, hey, consider this. Like, don't just don't just say that I support you or, you know, I agree with what you're saying, but try to start those communicate, try to start those conversations with your family and try to actually, you know, um, sign the petitions and, and actually do things and put forth the effort. And so I guess I wasn't seeing that. And so this was just really it was really for me. Um, more than anything, to just get my thoughts out on paper. And I know, you know, with the comments that you were saying, you were trying to make sure that it didn't come across as, you know, too militant or um, because I I wasn't trying to, you know, hurt anyone's feelings or step on any toes, but I was really just trying to get my thoughts out. So, yeah. Yeah. And so nothing that you said was wrong, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um. I know that you're getting ready to go to college and you're not going to attend an HBCU. You're attending right. a, a predominantly white institution and the people don't know you, but they're all following you mm-hmm. on your social media platforms. I was just thinking as a mom who herself is, you know, I'm actually kind of radical in some ways, but mm-hmm. I was thinking these people don't know you, Trinity. Um, what if the benefactors decide they're not going to give you any money and you know, um, kind of simmer it down, make yourself uh, palatable to people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I guess in so many ways I was censoring you. So mm-hmm. how did that make you feel? And I, I know you were, did not agree with what I was saying. So mm-hmm. I guess I would like for you to just talk a little bit about how that made you feel and why you disagreed with what I was saying. Right. So, I mean, of course, at first it was, you know, I, re- I remember after I wrote it that following morning, I'd ask you, you know, did you read my post? Like, you know, what were your thoughts on it? What you think about it? Because I, you know, you always have something to say about what I write. And so <laughs> I just, you know, wanted to ask on your opinion because, you know, I know that if, if you agreed with it, then it was, it was, you know, normally it's going to be something that was helpful or something that was correct. Um, I know for sure at first I was, I don't, I don't think it necessarily hurt my feelings as much as it was like, Oh, I see what she's saying, but I really just I needed to say that. And and I guess it was a thing of I understood what you were saying and I took it. And so I understood it as I have to just be careful. I have to be aware. And I didn't really take it as you were necessarily trying to completely censor me because I understood what you were saying. And when you are in certain rooms and when you are with other people, you have to be, you know, you have to be careful of what you say. And so I just kind of you know, at first it was kind of hurtful, but I just, I just took it as this is my mom trying to ensure and make sure that my feelings are protected first. So that's kind of how I personally took it. 
He said, there's been a time, though, when you have posted something and I've mm. said, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and what's the difference between your post on Ally versus Accomplice and perhaps the post where I was like, uh, excuse me, mm-hmm. you need to think about what you put out there. What right. do you think the difference is? Because I, w- I would say, I think, you know, with your Ally versus Accomplice post you were not as like who you think you're talking to even though i know you would not say that to me because you know you don't do that kind of stuff but Mm -hmm. um what's the difference because you were i remember you you made another post and um before then and i was like hold up girl slow down what's the difference what was the difference in that post and this most recent post so the the first post um i was you could you could hear my emotion and, and my passion and my radicalness um, through through the words, and I I think also my first pro- post I was pointing fingers, whereas in this post I was saying black and white people. I was saying you know you and I, so I was including myself. So I was saying I've been guilty of this as well. So it was it was more palatable for everyone versus my first post was like dear so and so and so. So it was specific. To someone, and after posting it and hearing your, you know, your comments, I realized that, and I think that's, you know, that's why I was able to come up with a post that wasn't as directed towards a specific group of people. So, do you? Um, I guess, I guess, you know, um, with the type of relationship that we have, mm-hmm. um, and that, you know, I feel like I can come to you and. You know, we can talk about things. Do you have any advice for uh, parent-child relationships in which mm-hmm. a child is, maybe a child is very radical in mm-hmm. their beliefs and their parents are, you know, they, they, they have different views. Right. For example, in your ally versus accomplice piece, you were like, okay, talk to your folk. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your mom and them, you need to raise some children that are different or whatever. Do you have any advice for people? Because, you know, like you said, that may be hard for some people yeah. when in their homes, this is the belief system. This is how they feel. What is your advice when you tell, when you're telling your friends who are 17, 18 years old, go against their, and I don't want to say you're telling them to go against their parents, but no. you are saying, speak up. What advice, how do you tell them to do this? How do they do this when that's been what they've lived? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think it's just best, like kind of how we do it. It's just more of like a, it's less of, I think you're doing this wrong and more of like, how do you feel about this? Or what do you think about this? Just kind of like open the conversation because that's just the first step. And they can either say no or yes, I agree. And, you know, I feel like it is something hard to do because I sometimes struggle with, you know, coming to you about certain things because I, I you know, I want approval. And, and with a child and a parent relationship, you you kind of children yearn for that, that acceptance and that approval from a parent. So when you're coming to a parent and saying, Hey, what you've been teaching me or your belief system is something that I completely disagree with. I know that is hard. I know that it's complicated, but opening the conversation not only allows for the, the parent to understand what, what issues they may have with their thinking, but it allows kind of like a healing and kind of like a an opening for new conversations to start and new conversations to spark. So I just say open the conversation. That's the best thing. That's the only thing that you can do that could possibly 
remedy any type of um, disagreement as far as mindset between a child and a parent. Okay, so would you say radical? Would you say you were militant or Mm -hmm. what word would you use to describe because you have voice. That's one thing um, I will say about you is that you're not afraid, <laughs> depending on circles. Yes. Um, you're not afraid, at least with me, to speak your mind, to say mm-hmm. what you want, to say what you like. So what you, how would you describe you? I mean, you know, I, yeah. I think I've never really censored you, um, I guess, until this most, the most recent happenings. And I know um, your response is... Uh, is in, is is, a, is in accordance to everything that is going on. And I know social media and all that kind of stuff, you have all that stuff and you have TV. And so, you know, as a child, probably we didn't watch all this stuff. We didn't have all these things going on, but mm-hmm. what would you say, how would you describe your response to everything that's going on in the world? Radical, militant. Uh, I know you, I heard you use the word passion earlier, mm-hmm. but what would you say? Mm-hmm. Because, I'm seeing this new Trinity. She's a little more bolder than um, she was. Or, you know, how would you describe how you are? Mm -hmm. Or would you put a word on it? Would you label yourself as being a certain way? And Mm -hmm. what has caused this new found, whatever you want to call it, to come come about? Mm -hmm. So I I called it passion rather than like militant or radical because it's something that I believe in. But I don't think I'm combative or necessarily aggressive with it. I'm more of, hey, check yourself. Because I do have, you know, I do have a lot of white friends. And so a lot of times they lean on me to be that voice of reason or to be that logic. And they feel comfortable to come to me. So I think that's why I'm so bold in my, you know, in my, you know, fight fight the power. I think that's why I'm so bold in it. Because I know at the end of the day that this is me trying to convey who they should be and not necessarily me trying to fight against them or be combative or try to point fingers. I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes or, you know, say anyone is doing anything that is hurtful towards me. I'm really just trying to, you know, just help. I'm really trying to express myself. And I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like people say, you know, your friends are always going to tell you the truth. And so I feel like I'm that friend, you know, no matter what it is, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you, hey, you're doing this wrong. I'm going to call you out on it, but I'm going to do it in love. I'm always going to do it in love. I'm always going to try and do it in a manner where where you will accept it. And so that's why I don't think I would call myself militant because I'm I'm passionate about it. So I'm trying to express my passion to you. And so I understand why you were saying to be careful with that, because sometimes if I say something that's a little too radical, they may not accept it. And I might lose those white friends who are using me. Well, not necessarily using me, but who are, I guess, coming to me for that voice of reason that they may not ever understand. And so as your mom, I know your life. I know what has happened to you in the past. Mm-hmm. But I want to say, why now? Mm-hmm. Because you haven't always been as vocal when things have happened, as a matter of fact, in conversations that we've had recently, you've mentioned some things that happened to you when you were much younger that you did not share with me. And I don't know how I would have responded when you were a little girl. Had you said to me, well, mama, they were saying this to me. Well, mama, they were saying that to me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and in some ways, I'm glad you did not share those things with me. But why now do you feel that you should speak out about 
um, different things because again, um, it just seems like within the last six or <laughs> months or so, mm-hmm. um, you are more vocal about things and you haven't always been. So why now? Why are you so passionate now? Or were you always passionate and you just found your voice? So speak a little bit to that. Um, I, you know, I think I've always been passionate and I, and I recently just not, not necessarily found my voice, but found a way to kind of say it. Um, because I, I wasn't always able to express, Hey, you know, this hurt my feelings and this hurt, this really hurt, this hurt me deeply. And I think also when I was younger, I didn't necessarily realize what was going on because at that point it was kind of all I knew. I was, I was the only in an environment of, of many. So it was a thing of like, okay, this is just something that is going to happen. This is just, this is kind of regular as as to now, it's kind of like, no, I've seen different. I've experienced different. I've gained friend, I've gained more friends that look like me and I've heard their experiences. And I don't have to, I don't have to accept those sly comments. I don't have to, um, there's, there's possibility for there to be friendship without there being friction between the two. It's possible to be friends with someone that does not think like you. And so I guess I've just become more bold in it because I've seen what can, what can be. And I've seen that I don't have to, I don't have to accept it. Okay. So before we get ready to close, what advice would you give to perhaps a younger you or perhaps a, another child? Um, and we don't have to make it about race, but mm-hmm. another or ethnicity, another child who, who happens to be the only and um, I mean, because I know you, what would you tell your little, your, your younger self mm-hmm. um, being in the situations that you have been in and, you know, um, and you're, you're, you know, maybe, maybe you're not, maybe you were not fearful at that time and you were just more accepting of things because you mm-hmm. felt like that was the norm. But what would you tell a child who's in that situation um, where the little remarks are being made um um, how would you, what advice would you give them about dealing with those types of um, things? Mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, I think for me, the biggest thing was that I came home to a family that was always instilling in me that I am beautifully and wonderfully made, that my hair is beautiful and that, you know, my ideas are valid. And I think that is really what kept me from disliking friends that were making comments about me. And I think that is why to this day, I'm able to be friends with some of those people that make sly comments. And so I, I just say that when you go out in public and you hear someone make a comment, you know, definitely, definitely say, Hey, that hurt me, but be, be quick to counter that with, even though they said this at the end of the day, I am still this. And be quick to remind yourself of who you are when they try to tell you who you are, because it is easy to accept what they say because it's so many of them and you're really outnumbered. And, you know, just just be mindful that what they say does not it it doesn't it doesn't mean that you have to take that position and it does not mean that you have to be who they tell you to be at all. You are who you say you are. And, you know, just to continue to walk in who you are. And I feel like if I grasp that quicker, that um, I 
you know, I'm, I'm not sure how it'd be different. I appreciate the road that I went because I believe that it, it designed who I am today, but I would definitely say just, just counter what they say with, with even bigger and, and better things. Well, Miss Trinity, I really appreciate your advice and I appreciate you taking the time out to come to my gathering. And I would say to parents um, who whose children may be the minority in any group that it is really um, our job to affirm our children, to tell them who they are and just make sure that when we when they come home, that we have conversations with them and that. We constantly talk to them because if we don't instill in them who they are, somebody else will tell them who they are. And what you hear is what you can eventually, what you may eventually end up being. So I thank y'all for coming to the gathering today and y'all show some love to my very special guest who I know will not be a stranger to the gathering. Although she is about to leave me and go to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I really appreciate you, Trinity. I appreciate the voice that you have. I'd like to say that had a part in helping you develop that or discover that voice. Anyway, (laughs) thank you for coming to the gathering. I'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.